morning, and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast, brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord, our King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Father, you gave up your Son out of love for the world. Lead us to ponder the mysteries of his passion, that we may know eternal peace through the shedding of our Savior's blood. Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our reading for this fifth Sunday in Lent is from Revelation, chapter 19, verses 7 through 9. Let us rejoice and exult and give him the glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was granted her to clothe herself with fine linen, bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. For this morning, we have a second reading. We will hear from Matthew chapter 22, verses 1 through 14. And again, Jesus spoke to them in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast. But they would not come. Again he sent other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding feast. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, treated them shamefully, and killed them. The king was angry, and he sent his troops and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, but those invited were not worthy. Go therefore to the main roads and invite to the wedding feast as many as you find. And those servants went out into the roads, gathered all whom they found, both bad and good. So the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to look at the guests, he saw there a man who had no wedding garment. And he said to him, Friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, Bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. 
In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. Can you imagine a wedding without a wedding feast? I mean, the two seem to go together like a hand in a glove. And this was true in ancient times as it is today. Jewish weddings always included a festive celebration. These celebrations would go on for several days, and there was no lack of eating and drinking. You know, marital imagery runs deep in the scriptures. Over and over again, the relationship between God and his people is depicted in marital terms. God is the husband, and his people are his bride. Consider, for example, the reading uh, from Isaiah, where the Lord, speaking through the prophet in chapter 62, says, For as a young man marries a young woman, so shall your sons marry you. As the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Or consider the word of the Lord in Isaiah chapter 54. For your maker is your husband, and the Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. The God of the whole earth he is called. For the Lord has called you like a wife deserted and grieved in spirit, like a wife of youth when she is cast off, says your God. It comes as no surprise, therefore, that when the people of Israel turned to other gods, it was as though they had committed adultery against God. It was spiritual infidelity. In many places, the Lord likens their attachment to idols to the lust of an adulterer, as it is written in Hosea chapter 4, verse 15. Though you play the whore, O Israel, let not Judah become guilty. See, this helps us to understand what God means when he says in Exodus chapter 20, I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. His jealousy is the jealousy of a husband who expects his bride to forsake all others and remain united to him alone. And it gives us a picture of just how serious of a sin it is to break the covenant that God has established between himself and his people. Marital imagery is not limited to the Old Testament. We see this in the New Testament as well. Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is his bride. Marriage itself is to be a reflection of Christ's relationship with the church. Ephesians chapter 5, 22 through 33 gives great imagery. In fact, in part it says, Husbands should love their wives as Christ loved the church. And wives are to submit in everything to their husbands, just as the church submits to Christ. Not only is God's relationship with his people described in marital terms, salvation itself is likened to a wedding feast, as we heard in the parable today. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding feast for his son and sent his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding feast, but they would not come. Now, this parable reminds us that God has prepared a grand banquet for those who believe and are baptized into Christ. To come to the wedding feast is to participate in the end time salvation of God, salvation that he prepared for you at great cost to himself. The price for this great banquet of salvation was the blood of his dear son who was offered up into death 
for sinners on Calvary. As the betrothed bride of Christ, we look forward with longing eyes to that day when Christ will come again to gather us to himself. God's word teaches us to look forward to that day when we will sit at the table with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and see the Lord face to face. Every wedding has its wedding feast, and it is no different with the marriage of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, to his holy bride, the church. And the best part about this wedding feast is that it will have no end. In the wedding hall of heaven, there will be no end to the joy that is ours in Christ Jesus. But you should not think of this wedding banquet to be something far off in the distant future. You should not think of this nuptial feast only in terms of not yet. Already now, in the salutary gift of the Lord's Supper, Christ gives you a foretaste of that eternal wedding feast to come. Already now, as Christians gather at the Lord's table, you receive the body and blood of your crucified and risen husband, Jesus Christ. Stanza 2 of the Communion Hymn by Johann Frank, Soul Adorn Yourself with Gladness, drives this point home. Hasten as a bride to meet him, and with loving reverence greet him, for with words of life immortal, he is knocking at your portal. Open wide the gates before him, saying, as you there adore him, Grant, Lord, that I now receive you, that I never more will leave you. Beloved, you hasten as a bride to meet him when you approach the altar with eager hearts, and the words of his testament are truly words of life immortal, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. In faith, you open wide the gates of your hearts to adore and receive him, and truly he is with you always to the very close of the age. In this blessed supper prepared by the Lord himself, we truly participate in the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end, even as our communion liturgy confesses. Since our Lord and husband Jesus Christ graciously invites us to this wedding feast, let there be no excuse-making. Like those invited guests in the parable who refuse to come, for such excuses are not pleasing to the Lord, nor are they fitting for those who are members of Christ's body. Let there instead be joy and thanksgiving, for the bridegroom has given his body and shed his precious blood for you, his bride. And in your baptism you have received the proper wedding garment of faith, which makes you fit partakers of this joyous feast. You have been cleansed, as it says in Ephesians chapter 5, by the washing of water with the word. In Christ, you stand before the Father holy and blameless, again from Ephesians 5, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. As you receive this nuptial feast, may your hearts be gladdened in the presence of your heavenly bridegroom, Jesus the Christ. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Merciful Lord, grant your people grace to withstand the temptations of the world, the flesh, and the devil, and with pure hearts and minds to follow you, the only God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
This is Pastor Frank at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and on behalf of our congregation, I would like to take a moment to invite you to find help, hope, home at Redeemer Lutheran Church, and in doing so, find security, identity, and meaning in Christ who loves you. Thank you, and God bless your day. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.